Welcome to the Pipe Cottage Podcast. We're glad you stopped by. Now grab a pipe, fire up a bowl, and enjoy the conversation. Here's your host, Dr. Alan Harrelson. Welcome, friends and neighbors, to the Pipe Cottage. We are so happy and delighted that you have decided to stop by for a while today. Today's episode is an extension of the Books and Pipes series that we have started on this channel. And uh, today I want to talk about Wendell Berry. And for those who may be interested, I am smoking a Boswell churchwarden pipe today filled with 1995 McClellan mixture number 12. It is mighty, mighty fine. Hmm. So if there are some interludes in the video or audio, if you're on the podcast, it's simply me puffing on this 95 McClellan number 12, which is extremely superior in its representation of oriental tobacco leaf. Mm. 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 That's good. Wendell Berry. Now, why should you care about Wendell Berry? I don't know that um, anyone who can call themselves um, red-blooded American can say that they don't care about Wendell Berry. Uh, Wendell Berry has, has, has been an exemplar of the American way of life. And when I say the American way of life, I do not mean 2023. I mean a much older representation of what it means to be an American. If, if you're interested in an older interpretation of what it means to, to be an American, you will be interested in what Wendell Berry has to say. Mm. I'm almost tempted to cut the video off and just enjoy this bowl in solitude because it's so divinely inspiring. But... I want to spend some time with you today. So I have selected some excerpts from Wendell Berry writings that I would like to share with you. Now, Mr. Berry was born in Kentucky in the 1930s. And he was in the academic world for a spell, a short spell. But in the late 1960s, he went back to his land of, of birth in the northern region of Kentucky, just outside of <clears throat> Lexington. He is um, in right, he, he's, he's right, he's right in doing so. So since the 1960s, he has been developing a farm and 
living an agrarian lifestyle and has been writing literature that is, for the most part, in opposition to the modern direction, the corporate direction that the United States has taken um, over the course of the past 60, 70 years. And I would be remiss if I did not reveal to you, I mean, this would come as no surprise to any of you who know me, I would be remiss if I did not admit that I am, for the most part, in favor of his worldview. I wrote a doctoral dissertation on what agrarian ideology is about, and Mr. Wendell Berry was a major influence on my scholarship and what I had to say in that dissertation. But today this video is not about me, it is about Mr. Berry. And so what I want to do is, it, well, just let me preface this. Um, I am fully aware that many of you who, who subscribe to this channel are aware of Mr. Barry. But I would venture to assert that the majority of the subscribers to this channel are not aware of Mr. Barry. And so I want to share with you some of the uh, literature that he has has to offer here and just be for not forewarned that's not the right word just be aware that this is an older way of viewing American society and you may or not may or may not be in favor of it but before I start reading I need to um, tamp this pipe and light it up again because there's no point in talking about literature if you don't have the pipe in proper order. So let me fire it up one more time. Mm-hmm. That's <clears throat> that's heavenly. It's divine. So listen to the words of Mr. Wendell Berry. This comes from an essay he in, uh, entitled The Agrarian Standard. We agrarians are involved in a hard, long, momentous contest in which we are so far, and by a considerable margin, the losers. What we have undertaken to defend is the complex accomplishment of knowledge, cultural memory, skill, self-mastery, good sense, and fundamental decency. The high and indispensable art for which we probably can find no better name than good farming. And I am of the opinion that Mr. Barry here is drawing upon Cato the Elder, one of the ancient uh, Italian Roman writers that we, we have in Western civilization, who said that to be called a good farmer was the highest accolade that a man could achieve in his lifetime. Just bear that in mind. Cato the Elder who was writing 
several hundred years before Christ. And this is Barry again. I mean, farming as defined by agrarianism as opposed to farming as defined by industrialism. Farming as the proper use and care of an immeasurable gift. I believe, this is Barry again, I believe that this contest between industrialism and agrarianism now defines the most fundamental human difference, for it di divides not just two nearly opposite concepts of agriculture and land use, but also two nearly opposite ways of understanding ourselves, our fellow creatures, and our world. Now, listen again to Mr. Barry as he tries to explain what industrialism means. The way of industrialism is the way of the machine. To the industrial mind, a machine is not merely an instrument for doing work or amusing ourselves or making war. It is an explanation of the world and of life. The machine's entirely comprehensible articulation of parts defines the acceptable meanings of our experience, and it prescribes the kinds of meanings the industrial scientists and scholars expect to discover. These meanings have to do with nomenclature, classification, and rather short lineages of causation. Because industrialism cannot understand living things except as machines and can grant them no value that is not utilitarian, it conceives of farming and forestry as forms of mining. It cannot use the land without abusing it. Now, if any of you have follow, followed the uh, Pipe Cottage for any extent of time, you know that my interests are primarily in agrarianism. I believe in the proper use of land and landscape. And this may not be of any interest to you, but as far as books are concerned, as far as writers are concerned, within the past hundred years, of American history, Wendell Berry reaches to the top of all of this. Listen to what he has to say here, and continuing with this essay, The Agrarian Standard. Industrialism begins with technological invention, but agrarianism begins with givens, land, plants, animals, weather, hunger, and the birthright knowledge of agriculture. Industrialists are always ready to ignore, sell, or destroy the past in order to gain the entirely unprecedented wealth, comfort, and happiness supposedly to be found in the future. Agrarian farmers know that their very identity depends on their willingness to receive gratefully, use responsibly, and hand down intact an inheritance 
both natural and cultural, from the past. Agrarians understand themselves as the users and caretakers of some things they did not make and of some things that they cannot make. I think that's all I wanted to share out of that particular essay. But if, if, if people were to ask me what I think the problem is with our modern world, now I say this to you as pipe smokers because most pipe smokers are interested in an older world. You're not interested in necessarily what current society considers to be fashionable. If, if someone were to ask me, who should I read to understand an older perspective of American life, I would certainly point them to Wendell Berry. Now I have some more things I want to share with you from his literature. Here, Mr. Barry is talking about what happens when a man decides that he wants to buy a farm, wants to buy, wants to buy a particular piece of landscape. And so I want you to listen to what he has to say here in an essay entitled People, Land, and Community. When one buys the farm and moves there to live, something different begins. Thoughts begin to be translated into acts. Truth begins to intrude with its matter of fact. One's work may be defined in part by one's visions, but it is defined in part too by problems which the work leads to and reveals. And daily life, work, and problems gradually alter the visions. It invariably turns out, I think, that one's first vision of one's place was to some extent an imposition on it. But if one's sight is clear, and if one stays on and works well, One's love gradually responds to the place as it really is, and one's visions gradually image possibilities that are really in it. Vision, possibility, work, and life all have changed by mutual correction. Correct discipline given enough time, gradually removes oneself from one's line of sight. That bears repeating. Correct discipline, given enough time, gradually removes oneself from one's line of sight. One works to better purpose then and makes fewer mistakes because at least one sees where one is. Two human possibilities of the highest order thus come within reach. What one wants can become the same as what one has, and one's knowledge can cause respect 
for what one knows. If I can continue for just a couple of minutes with this same essay. Correct discipline and enough time are inseparable notions. Correct discipline cannot be hurried, for it, is, for it is both the knowledge of what ought to be done and the willingness to do it, all of it, properly. The good worker will not suppose that good work can be done properly answerable to haste, urgency, or even emergency. But the good worker knows, too, that after it is done, work requires yet more time to prove its worth. One must stay to experience and study and understand the consequences, must understand them by living with them, and then correct them if necessary by longer living and more work. That's just powerful. Very powerful. Now, the final um, piece of berry content that I would like to share with you is from his poem series entitled Leavings. This is a poem entitled Questionnaire. How much poison are you willing to eat for the success of the free market and global trade? Please name your preferred poisons. For the sake of goodness, how much evil are you willing to do? Fill in the following blanks with the names of the favorite evils and acts of hatred. What sacrifices are you prepared to make for culture and civilization? Please list the monument, shrines, and works of art you would most willingly destroy. In the name of patriotism and the flag, how much of our beloved land are you willing to desecrate? List in the following spaces the mountains, rivers, towns, farms you could most readily do without. State briefly the ideas, ideals, or hopes, the energy sources, the kind of security for which you would kill a child. Name, please, the children whom you would be willing to kill. And Barry has a very biblical Christian worldview, I would argue. And in his Sabbath poems, this is one that he wrote in 2006. And I want you to just listen to it. 
If there are a chosen few, then I am not one of them. If an elect, well, then I have not been elected. I am one who is knocking at the door. I am one whose foot is on the bottom rung. But I know that heaven's bottom rung is heaven. Through the ladder is, though the ladder is standing on the earth, where I work by day and at night, sleep with my head upon stone. Mr. Barry is worthy, worthy of your attention. Here's my perspective on Wendell Berry for anybody who may be interested. The man was born in the 1930s. He is close to 90 years old now and he's still living. During his lifetime, there has been more historical change than any generation, perhaps since the Protestant Reformation of the 16th century. We have far more exposure to the digital world now than we did before. There is more exposure to, I mean, we can watch a television program and see violence that's happening across the world 3,000, 4,000 miles away. We have a generation of people in this country and countries across the world, really, that are removed from nature. <clears throat> we don't go to the creek to draw our water anymore. We don't rely on our own ability to grow food and to grow and to raise animals in order to survive. There's a major difference between the world in which Mr. Berry was born in the 1930s and the world in which we inhabit now. But I don't think that the world in which we inhabit now is better. I don't think Mr. Berry would either. As a point of fact, I don't think that any literary artist or intellectual that I have been influenced by during my lifetime will consider the world in which we live now to be superior to the generations that have preceded us. So what's the major point? What's the, what's the takeaway from this content? The takeaway is simply this. <clears throat> everything that's old is not useless. And everything that's new is not better. We are the summation of the successes, the failures, the achievements, 
the life of those who have come before us. <clears throat> and if you want to understand more about what I'm talking about, I would encourage you to read Mr. Barry. Read him. Read his poetry. Read his uh, prose. And become a reader in and of your own right. Pipe smokers should be reading people. I think that for the most part, pipe smokers are reading people. And so I just wanted to share my thoughts about Wendell Berry today. I mean, it may or may not be of use to you. I don't know. But uh, this is a man who has had a profound influence on my life, my understanding of American history and modern American culture. And I think it would be worth your time to pay some attention to him if you haven't already. <clears throat> But uh, in the meantime, I'm going to draw this video to a close, or if you're listening to the podcast, this audio presentation to a close. And in, in case you didn't know, we are on um, podcast platforms now. Uh, the Pipe Cottage is, in fact, in podcast form. And so I hope that you will support us there and support us here on YouTube. But... Um, we're excited about the direction that the Lord is taking um, the Pipe Cottage, and I hope that it's going to be of benefit to many, many people. I'm going to enjoy the rest of this Boswell Church Warden here and uh, this 1995 uh, McClellan Mixture Number 12, and I will bid you adieu. This is Alan Harrelson with the Pipe Cottage. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for listening to the Pipe Cottage Podcast with Dr. Alan Harrelson. We look forward to visiting with you on our next episode.